spanking rights. And welcome back, just like that. I mean, it took us a while, but you might be listening to this binging right after our next episode, so you might not know, but it's been a little while for us. Welcome back to Spanking Rights. How is everybody? My arm hurts. <laughs> My arm hurts. Same. <laughs> you, you want your arm to hurt too, Izzy? You want to join the club? I think I'm having sympathetic pains right now. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Thank you for the patient people that know that we had a... Big, big dumb moment trying to record a couple weeks ago. The lost episode. The lost episode. We went through. We had an entire 40-minute podcast recorded for you guys. And someone in this room, which would be all four of us. I feel like it was a group effort to mess up. <laughs> Forgot to put a SIM card into our roadcaster. In, in our defense, it did have a countdown like it was recording, but did not tell us it did not have an SD card in it. Mm. Well, I feel like that's like a big artist plight. Anyone who does video, photo stuff, any, any sort of recording. I know friends that when I told this to certain friends, they were like, dude, I've done that. Like, it's like initiation, really. Yeah. We're initiated. Every into great the... artist, it happens at least once that you forget the memory card. I'm sure Picasso forgot his memory yeah. card a few times. <laughs> Yeah, didn't he kill himself? What would be the equivalent <laughs> of that? <laughs> That's probably why. He was like, oh, I didn't record it. <laughs> he just burns the rest of his he, he destroyed the ultimate memory card, his brain. I... Wow, this got dark. <laughs> Can we brighten it up a little, people? Um, and then we had a break even longer because Johnny was out of town for a weekend, mm -hmm. and then I was out of town for a weekend, and so we were finally back in the studio to get... Um, talking done for you guys. But again, all you for all you know, it's just the next episode. So hope you enjoy our sympathetic rant. If you are annoyed and t just outraged by waiting for us for two weeks, well, then we're glad you missed us. Then just skip ahead three minutes and you'll get to the good <laughs> stuff. Yes. Anywho, that so that's, that was a first for us, missing a SIM card. Today's episode is kind of a, we're going to talk about firsts. And since this is a sporting and relationship sort of podcast, we're going to start with your first sport, like your first sport you loved, and then maybe the first league you were ever in. Let's, uh, let's throw some stories out there, starting with jump ball. Somebody get it. I'll, I'll take it. Yeah, Joseph. He, he is he he's jumping, Joe. <laughs> he would get the I'm, jump ball. I'm on it. Yes. Go, uh, Joseph. Uh, so my first sport that I played in a league, I think I was 10 or 11. And my brother, just older than me, he was playing in that league, and uh, it was for baseball. And I am terrible at baseball. It is just the worst sport for me. I never got it. It's just the worst. I'm glad you didn't call it the worst sport, because uh, a lot of America would throw baseballs at you for saying that. <laughs> I love baseball. Yeah. Well, I think, because uh, Jeff, Jeff, my brother, he told me later that, um, so he was two years older than me, so I think I was playing in the same league as him. So really, I was playing in a league I probably shouldn't have been in, but I think my parents were just like, I'm not doing two leagues. You're both going to the same league. Oh, um, that's such a, like, a condensed, like, big family thing to do. Like, oh, fuck it. You're all going into the same. When, they're, same when there's five of you. that, by the way. Jeez, potty <laughs> mouth. We don't need to censor that. Yeah, I'm like a pixie. It's not aggressive. It's just for comedic effect. Bitch, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you call it. It's polite. 
somehow. Sorry, Joseph. We're continue. totally ruining Joseph's okay. traumatic story. Uh, and the only memory that I have specifically is I finally got a hit, and I was running around the bases, and they threw the ball and hit me in the back of the head <laughs> with the baseball. Yeah. And I was like, F this sport. I never want to play this sport ever again. <laughs> Were you wearing a helmet? Uh, I think by that point, like I had already just kind of dropped. It just kind of naturally drops yeah. off after a while. How Those- small was your head? I mean, I probably had a smaller head back then. I have a big head now, but well, a ten-year-old head, and you know, you know, your first <laughs> baseball helmet for sure. I'm betting money it didn't fit, right? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> so as soon as you take off sprinting, it's off. Yeah, it's it's off by that point. And None of my helmets ever fell off. Maybe this is your head. I mean, this was twenty-five. He, he years was ago, younger so. for the league. You dove into the ball with your head, Joseph. That's what <laughs> it Elsa's hit me in the back of the head. <laughs> no, that doesn't feel good. Yeah, I know because. This isn't my first love, but I remember playing catch with my older cousin. At the time, I was about five; he was eight, which is a huge difference. And he's just beaning these balls, just zipping them. And one caught me in the forehead, and Oof. that's when I decided I didn't want to play baseball too. Like, yeah, I don't like a sport where something can literally like kill you if it hits you hard enough. Like if you get hit with a volleyball, it's gonna suck, but it's probably not gonna. Yeah. You know, you're not going to die from it. I've been hitting the forehead or face with both, and the volleyball's much preferred. <laughs> <laughs> Would take volleyball over that. Well, it's freaky, too, just because I, I could never be, like, a major league pitcher because you're throwing, and then your whole body is already in, in the hurling motion, and the ball comes right back at you. You have no time to react. to react to that, yeah. I actually got kicked out of the pitching position in softball because I couldn't aim straight and I kept hitting girls with the ball. <laughs> Alyssa's just like targeting them. Like face, it wasn't, face, on, face. It wasn't on act. It wasn't on purpose. <laughs> I, um, you're in it to win it. I, well, I have always wanted to be very much in the sport. If I was going to be playing a team sport, then I wanted to be involved. I wanted to be involved in every play. And in my head, I was like, oh, well, the pitcher is the person who's involved in every play, so I want to pitch. And so my dad built me this, I guess, a pitching hole in my the backyard. It was just, like, plywood with a hole in it, and there was foam in it. And so, like, I would, like, stand in the backyard and just practice my softball pitches. Um, Good except, windmill form? Yeah, um, <laughs> except that I could never get it in the hole where the foam was. And so all my softballs had like dents on them or like they were flattened because I kept hitting the plywood instead. Had some heat on it. And, yeah. And so when I was actually pitching in games and I was like, I don't know, 10, I kept hitting girls with the ball. Anyway, so they pulled me from pitcher because I couldn't <laughs> do that. And I actually had the same problem when I first started playing volleyball too, because again, I wanted to be involved in every play. <laughs> And so I was like, well, the only way to be involved in every play is if I'm a setter. And you set so hard that you hit girls <laughs> on the head. Like, you can't do that. Just shooting them straight <laughs> at them. Just here for your face. Quick no. set to the face. Call that um, a pass. Head it over. No, the problem with setting was that I was, first of all, I was too tall. Um, when you have somebody who is as tall as I am, I am five foot ten for our listeners. They want you to be blocking or they want you to be attacking. They do mm. not want you as your setter. And not only that, I couldn't set a clean hand consistently. I was good enough to be a right side eventually um, and be a backup setter, but I was not good enough to do full-time setting. Moral of the story is uh, do what you're good at, not what you want to do to be involved in the game. <laughs> Follow your dreams until you realize that they are not going to happen and then give up. 
I didn't give up. I still played the games, and I ended up being a being a first baseman um, for softball because I had really quick quick turnaround time and quick reflexes, which still involves you in most aspects of the game. I would say first baseman has high volume of plays. Exactly. For sure. If you want the least volume, it'd be right field, I believe, statistically. Because most right-handed people are going to pull it left, pull it to left field. So if you're you're a parent and you want your kid to not get exposed, put them in right field and let them play with the dandelions in the outfield. And then (laughs) the entire opposing team will be left-hand hitters. Right. Well, if they're smart, if they're a smart travel team, they're gonna go lineups and have left-handed batters against left-handed pitchers, and then yeah, then your your weak child <laughs> out in right field will be exposed. Yeah, you're talking about that like Little League is like this huge to do. Although I have seen parents scream at matches for like, all sorts sure? of things, so I you know take it with a grain of salt. Yeah, I was like, I you know parents are in Crazy. it to win through via. Their kids, so literally, even like volleyball in high school or middle school, like parents would get out of the stands and like yell at refs for sure. I never, I never had that in my high school or middle. I never played in middle school. I never had that in my high school games, but I did have it on my club teams. My the club moms and the club dads (sighs) were way worse worse. Mm. than the high school. Oh yeah. They're well, they're paying tons of money for their kids to play in club, whether that's club and soccer or club baseball. I think that's a thing or softball or for volleyball. Like, you know, Oh my gosh, they were, they were nasty. I totally had a point and I'm (laughs) blanking right now. That's okay. Cause it's your turn. Is it my turn? Well, something reminded me of when you were, hitting people with softballs. It reminds me of the Hey Arnold episode where Arnold keeps hitting the baseball with his bat and he always hits a kid. Like he was cursed (laughs) for like the whole episode. Every time he hit the ball, he hurt somebody and he like had this moral guilt feeling like maybe I should just stop playing, but he got over it. Spoiler alert. He got over it, but uh, yeah. Oh, I remember what I was going to say. And I mean, it kind of leads into my topic, but I mean, I ran cross country and track wasn't necessarily my first sport of choice, but the thing I loved with that I didn't have to deal with crazy mom and dads and relatives because in cross country, it's pretty obvious who's the fastest. There's no, it's the least political sport you can get into. You can't argue if someone's kids 20 seconds faster than your kids. Like you can't be like, give my kid more, let my kid be the top seven on the cross country team and compete in varsity. It's like, no, he's not fast enough. (laughs) It says it right here. (laughs) Yeah, but who's controlling that timer? Coach? Ref? Fully automated timing at meets that are done by computers. Fans? Yeah. I, I mean, at the, at the bigger meets. There are probably some, like, farm town meets where yeah, that's not I'm the case. Yeah, because I'm imagining farm town where, the de- where okay. they're, like, the old coach is like, nobody Okay, <laughs> time. You, you, that guy should be fired immediately if that's <laughs> the old corrupt coach that's trying to, oh, I lost your time, even though you could visibly see you're 200 meters ahead of that other kid. Like, <laughs> you, you, everyone could call his BS, his or her BS. Even you could try to corrupt running. <laughs> I will come after you if you try to corrupt running. But So anyway, I mean, I got into running because I was – the fast kid in grade school growing up, like nobody wanted me to be it and tag. And <laughs> so I knew I was going to run at some point, but basketball was my first love. That surprised me. I, I, I haven't played basketball in forever, but that's the first sport I was obsessed with as a little kid. And, but the first league was actually a soccer league first and second grade. Again, I would just, cause I was fast. I just kick it and then run after it. 
and get it before anybody yeah. else could come yeah. get after it. Yeah. You can't do it forever, but when you're a little kid, that's Nobody all cares. that's all you got to do. But then I finally got to play basketball in third grade and did that through freshman year of high school. Then, as Joe kind of was alluding to, find out what you're better at. I like to say I'm six foot. I'm really five eleven and a half. My physical checkup said so again. <laughs> so I lie about being six foot. I got the build for. I had the build for a distance runner. Got to get good. Got to get good. I mean, got scholarships for college, so get good what you're good at. Was not going to do that for basketball. I always was really good at stealing balls in basketball <laughs> and, you know, the blocking and the maneuvers. I could do literally everything in basketball except make a damn shot. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of who that relates you to in the Dennis NBA. Rodman. Dennis, I mean, if you're a defensive specialist, you're Dennis Rodman. Yeah, I was really good at the defense. I was not so good at the offense. Yeah. <laughs> he just distributes the ball, annoys the enemy team, lets everyone else score, sets everyone else up. Gets rebounds. Gets rebounds. Oh, well, he sounds like he's well-known enough by you guys. So I'll, I'll, I would be him. I'm a little alarmed you don't know. Well, okay. Again, I'm from Illinois and, of course, was obsessed with Jordan's Bulls. So, of course, I know who Dennis Rodman is, but I thought most people knew who Dennis Rodman was. He was pretty eccentric, like very kind of out there. Very eccentric. That's a lot of people. Like, he was kind of beyond basketball at the time. Mm-hmm. I mean, this was like late 90s, so you were like six. <laughs> anyway. I live under a mountain. I don't know. As he wasn't even born yet. <laughs> you were not born for the Bulls. <laughs> so you could only see it afterwards. Anyway, Miss uh, Under the Mountain, why don't you talk about your first <laughs> Mrs. sport? Mrs. Underhill. <laughs> Mr. Mrs. Underhill. Good Lord of the Rings reference. Uh, God, that's why I love you so much. <laughs> that's why you're so hot. It's so thick. It's that <laughs> Lord of the Rings. <laughs> thick with knowledge of Lord of the Rings. Gross. <laughs> thick Lord of the Rings references. Hey, who's uh, dinging? Who has their phone making noise? Is that you, Underhill? <laughs> Sorry. Turn it on. Do not off. disturb. I needed to turn on the ringer to hear Snapchats. Okay. Why? <laughs> right now while we're recording? No, I just Such forgot to turn it off. Such a young millennial. Zillial or whatever. She's not a millennial. She's a zier. Zier. <laughs> Such a zier. Zier. It's not as much of a zing. Well, it's funny because... <laughs> oh, there's no cricket noise. Or is there? <laughs> ah. <laughs> All right. Mrs. Underhill. <laughs> you. That's my stage name it's now. It's your time. Um, Okay, so uh, I think my very first sport was soccer, actually. And it was actually the only sport I ever got, like, seriously injured in, so to speak. I got knocked out in soccer. Um, I just remember, you know, chasing after the ball and then kicking it. And I think someone kicked it straight back at me and hit me in the face. And then everything just went black. And then the next feeling I felt was being like dragged off onto Jeez. the side. <laughs> they didn't like, they didn't, like throw you on a stretcher. They just, just drag your lifeless body across the field. <laughs> well, um, I was told that my dad ran out, shot into the middle of the field. And like, yeah, I think I missed like uh, about three seconds where that was like the middle to edge of the field. And then I felt like the edge of someone like laying me down and, like putting a cloth on my face, maybe. And then I heard the game continue like no one cares. They're like, get her out of here. We're going to finish right. this game. Yeah. Weak. Get this tripping hazard out of the way. <laughs> I know. Second grade soccer is intense, uh, man. I could just picture your dad, too, in his all his British glory, just for queen and country, my daughter's hurt. <laughs> but then everyone else is like, Come she's, on. She's get, fine. Get shake it off. We, we, <laughs> we, we still got a game to play. <laughs> Put some dirt in it. Well, joke's well. on us because Europe 
is except for the women's soccer team, because women's soccer team is supreme, but the men's soccer teams get destroyed by all the European countries. Oh yeah, our man, the U.S. men's soccer team is just not as good. Equal pay for the women. <laughs> I mean, American sports soccer is like way far down. Right. So the athletes just aren't there. They do other stuff. But the yeah. women, but the women's U.S. team for soccer won. They've won like the last two for the, like, gold medals, haven't they? World Cups or yeah, they've won like the last two World Cups. They are killing it. That was always one of my favorite things to do in gym class: do boys versus girls. Oh, Some I- of the girls would be like wimpy and you know, like hide in the back, but <laughs> but I was always like up front, like we're gonna destroy them. Me we too. have to show them <laughs> that we're better. Uh. Me too. It was always it was always that I wanted to be just as good or better than the boys in grade school always it was if he could run fast i was gonna run just as fast or faster if you wouldn't he have was, caught me I'm, i might have i was no I, not if, a when, chance when i was in grade school i was really fast um i he's making faces I'm, at me i'm just saying when <laughs> i was in high school when i was in high school i used to do training camps with the football team and they would do sprints and i beat them at sprints every single time damn so i used to be very fast i'm not yeah. anymore i couldn't beat you now <laughs> i used to keep up with the fastest boys in my class too but yeah it was always that was my whole mantra the whole time and it didn't apply to just sports it was other things mm. too if they could do it i was going to be able to do it and do it just as good or do it better you have the mm-hmm. marion jones mentality because she she was a gold medalist in the sprints she might have got taken away, though, because she was doping, but that's yeah. not the moral of this story. <laughs> the moral of the story is she practiced and beat all the guys on the on her high school track team. Like, Do anything to beat the men, even if it means take steroids. Okay, <laughs> okay well, not You're that ruining bad. the metaphor now, Izzy. Like, <laughs> no, it's just as, it was just more that I didn't want to be thought of less than or, like, less valuable. You know, I just wanted to be just as good as they were because it, I was just as much human as they were. Amen. I mean, that's competitiveness right there. Personified. Absolutely. So I tried a lot of sports growing up. I can't even remember what my first actual sport was. But kind of playing off what Johnny said, my first true love of sport was equestrianism. Mm. I always really, really loved the idea of equestrianism. And I had to beg my parents for years before they put me into lessons. It was about 12 then I finally started um, riding equestrian. And I remember they asked me when I started, they're like, well, do you want to ride with an English saddle? Do you want to ride with a Western saddle? And I was like, well, I want to jump. And so they're <laughs> like, okay, so English saddle it is. <laughs> um, and I only ever showed twice. And so for me, that one wasn't so much about the competitiveness of it. And I didn't really care too much about showing. It would have been nice to have done it. I mean, but I wasn't great by any stretch. But it didn't really matter that I wasn't great at it. It mattered that I cared about it. And it mattered that it was a passion for me more than it mattered to be the best at it. I just wanted to get better for myself. Whereas, like, I am super competitive at volleyball. And I love that competitive feeling. And I love crushing people. (laughs) There is, I don't know, there's just something so pure about the equestrianism that spoke to me. Who are we talking to? I can't remember. 
Um, but someone was saying was talking about you because they'd listened to the podcast and they said like Alyssa just sounds like um like a badass volleyball player. Your dad said that. He, it was more just the, along the fact of like, well, I don't want to play with recreational people, and like for good reason. Like, <laughs> right. Prefer Justin, not to break a rib. Yeah. I, I was gonna say uh, recently uh, on one of the pages that somebody came out of the net and broke someone's ankle just this past week. Oh my god. At the island or uh, at Wash Park. Okay. Don't so, play. Re- don't play with rec players. Yeah. Don't play with <laughs> so, rambunctious people. Yeah. After after that, I'm like, Ugh. we're pretty nimble though. Like I've collided with some big guys you know in and out yeah. of the net but um I'm i pretty, always bounce back that's good uh i did not bounce back <laughs> i tore my knee in half <laughs> well from what i heard this guy was pretty large like six two or something and he ran into somebody about izzy's size she's like five two so i'm just i mean i'm just saying that right. and anything could happen like it happens even in professional level it's not thing mm. anything could happen anytime so yeah, your risk just goes higher, I think, when you have players who aren't aware of their surroundings. Right. Just bumbling. Mm. Yeah, anyway, apparently you sound like a fiery um, fiery volleyball player to some of our listeners. Oh, well, that's sweet. I love you guys. <laughs> there it is. That is so cheesy. <laughs> that, that is that... I mean, we don't have a fire sound. What, what do we have? A campfire or like a whoosh, a whoosh or a fireball sound? Yeah, yeah I'm a fireball flame. Well, that let's just consider that noise a transition piece to the next first, if that <laughs> makes sense at all. Next the first, the second, well, second first, second first, so second first, which oh. is first kisses, second breakfast. Sorry, <laughs> you're arousing me too much with these Lord of the Rings isms. I can only get Izzy. so erect. Come on. <laughs> You can't ju- you can't just shoot him off willy nilly, Izzy, or else something else is gonna shoot off. <laughs> All right, Alyssa. that's an Archer reference. Oh <laughs> no! Thank you, Joseph. Back to you. I was just gonna say all these first made me think about first kisses, and then Johnny was like, "Let's talk about first kisses," and I was like, yeah. "Oh, okay." <laughs> oh, you, you, I can let you segue it if you want to segue it. No, that's okay. <laughs> Um, At least we, we're on the same. Bu- we're we're in sync. I don't know about you two over there, but Liz and I are like ready to move on to. Well, the they next were topic. talking about erections, so <laughs> I mean they're kind <laughs> they're, of on the same page. Well, they're de- they've gone past. I mean they're just further along. We're just erect. And it was just an innocent reference from an Archer episode, that's right? All. <laughs> right. That's we're totally an innocent show. Quoting too. a movie. I don't know. Archer's a show, not a it's movie. A show. Seg to the way, Alyssa. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, get this hot potato off me right now. <laughs> So going, so I guess first kisses was about the kind of, I don't know, sports came a lot easier to me than kisses did. It was a lot easier to be competitive and faster than boys than, I guess, want to smooch them, which is not true at all. Because Were I you was competitive in your kissing as well. <laughs> did you kiss you harder? Did you kiss so hard <laughs> that you were hurting them, and then you're like, hey, stop kissing? It was a coach just came and was like, nope. No, I, well, the the thing that I always grew up with with was leave room for Jesus. <laughs> Um, but I don't know as much as like, I always wanted to be better than the boys. I was also always super boy crazy. I had crushes on boys all the time. It was a new boy every single year of school. And it was one boy for the whole school year. And then I'd move on to a new boy for the next school year, which with a class of only like, you know, 30 people in my entire grade, you know, that's not a lot of boys to choose from, but at least they all got their shot. Your crushes really got around 
Oh, yeah. Your, your mental I, state really got around. Oh, yeah. I was crushing hard every year. And they all knew about it and would tease me about it growing up. Um, but I always... So my first kiss, actually, being that boy crazy, didn't come until I was, like, 15. And I thought that that was really, really late compared to, like, my friends. And especially when I moved into public school and, you know, everybody had a boyfriend or a girlfriend in middle school. And I was like, I don't know any. Well, what are we defining as a... Uh, a first kiss, like a real kiss, like a blah, blah, blah kiss, or just like a. Uh, I, you can tell both stories if you have. I, okay, then I have two you, different the first stories. Time you blah, 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 oh, then I've got two different stories too, but I'm going with the blah, 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 blah first. <laughs> okay. Um. Anyways, so I was I started dating um one of my dad's friends' uh, sons, and <laughs> we were just we were hanging out quite a bit, and he was 16 and I was 15, so he could drive, and he came over to me one day at the house um but he wasn't gonna come in the house for whatever reason um and we were like not in front of our house but like in front of the neighbor's house because like i don't want my parents to see (laughs) Um, no window watchers no window watchers in my life and um it was i remember being like super nervous and i had a ton of butterflies and it wasn't even that great he just shoved his tongue down my throat and that was kind of the entire first kiss. It was just like, <laughs> wow, the universe is so large. Look at all that space. And I seem so small in comparison. Come to think of it, my knowledge of space is just as small. Universe, deep space forces, how can I better understand you? Why don't you check out the, the Orbital, Orbital Alliance? Alliance? Run by my good friend, Nick Panev. Have your brain wrinkled over space knowledge that you didn't even know was there. Like, do you know the difference between a constellation and an asterism? Chances are you've mistaken the two. Or what about what actually goes on at the International Space Station? And can I seriously capture photos of it? Nick and the Orbital Alliance want everyone to be able to go to space one day. So until commercial space flights become available, and believe me, that day is coming sooner than you think, prepare yourself with as much space knowledge as you can. If anything, you'll win some trivia over your comrades. Reach for the stars with the Orbital Alliance. Become an orbiter and check out his videos on YouTube and make sure to subscribe. You can also follow the Orbital Alliance on Instagram and Twitter. And he'll see you and me on the other side. (laughs) And I just remember like there was like saliva everywhere. Which, I mean, for a first kiss, I'm like not sad about or mad about, but like looking back i'm like well it definitely wasn't good but you know at least i got to experience it i guess nothing like a tongue jouster (laughs) people who just i always feel like you got to finesse with the tongue not just like stab people yeah but when you're like that's just me it's not really stabbing it's like a whole fish (laughs) yeah it is it's it's more like it's more like trying to eat a lollipop inside somebody else's mouth where you're just like whole tongue is just like scooping it's more with like your a, tongue in their mouth. It's more like being a bear trying to catch salmon up creek. Yeah. 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 That's a really good <laughs> description of that. That's not how I want to kiss. That's how I get my food. I don't know. Like, if I'm a bear. Because you're a bear. Because I'm a bear. <laughs> don't. Uh, I mean, I was, I was going to somehow segue Chicago bears, but they're making me so mad. Like, <laughs> I don't even, even want to. <laughs> you know what? I, I denounce being a bear right now. Get away from it. Tell me your little, little, little kiss. And then I'll tell you. And then I'll tell you my mwah. Perfect. Well, um, do you want to finish your mwah? Because you've yeah, been, yeah. Go ahead. Do your mwah. It's your corner time right oh, now. Oh, oh, yeah. We'll go one by one. We don't need to okay. scramble and jump people. Or so I'm gonna get confused. <laughs> <laughs> um. So going back to the whole boy crazy thing, 
Um, one of my crushes was another friend of my parents, which, you know, when you're hanging around with your parents, friends as kids all the time, you know, there's not a whole lot more you can do. <laughs> it's not um, a whole lot of choices. <laughs> not a whole lot of choices. Um, I think it was like five or six and he was like nine, like eight or nine. And we would always hang out together. We would make maps of their house and we'd sneak around the house and like spy on our, all the parents and spy on his brother or my sister. And we just had a lot of fun together. And like I said earlier, I was no stranger to making that known to literally everyone. Um, and their house ha- always had a rule because we were at their house um, was that the door always had to stay open. And so we were in his room. We were talking. We were playing. And I was like, hey, it would be kind of fun if you kissed me. Right. And he was like, I'm not going to do that. And, I'm, and I must have goaded him into it somehow because he like closed the door to a crack and um, we both leaned into it, and it was just like a really quick, Mwah! and I just remember turning around going, <laughs> and he did the same thing, and then that was the end of that. But then I remember a few weeks later, I was sitting in the back of the car. I was, like, strapped into my car seat, and my mom's on the phone with her friend Rhonda, and my mom goes, what? And she turns around in the car, and she looks at me while she's driving, and she goes, you kissed Justin? <laughs> and I went, well, he made me do it. <laughs> Which is total bull because uh. I definitely <laughs> made him do it. And she goes, Rhonda says you made him. And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Who are you going to believe, Who are you going to trust, a five-year-old or a <laughs> nine-year-old? <laughs> I think the nine-year-old is more to blame in that situation. I was five. Oh, right. I'm just kidding. Um, it was definitely my fault. <laughs> Manipulative. <laughs> well, Izzy, what, what, do you, what say you? Well, um, my fir- my moi kiss, um, I ha- had my first real boyfriend in uh, fifth grade. I remember he he was, like, new to my school, and so he was, like, a totally new flavor boy. And everyone really liked him because he was super outgoing and flamboyant, um, like, almost a little feminine, like, almost a little gay-seeming, but we didn't know what that was in fifth grade, so... Um, we had so much fun together because we were just both like super bubbly and outgoing. And he um, one day was like, you want to be my girlfriend? And I almost like didn't know what that was. <laughs> but I was like, yeah, <laughs> let's do it. It's OK. My first couple of girlfriends, I didn't know what I was doing. So. <laughs> um, and we used to sneak down into the stairwell of the school. He would like pretend to talk to me and then. I remember our first kiss was like he would pretend to talk to you. Yeah, like like to distract whoever was around. Like we would just be chatting like normal, but then he would like grab my shoulders and then like (laughs) like pull me in. But it was always so hard. It was kind of like I used to joke that it was like always like an explosion. Like (laughs) like our heads (laughs) would just collide and then like it wasn't like super pleasant. It was just like. Lip smush. <laughs> Two crash test dummies just yeah. smashing into each other. Yeah, that was that was what my first kiss was like. It was just like almost a headbutt, but like with your lips. Yeah, that was Sounds my first mock. Yeah, it was <laughs> it was really funny and um we kissed moi kissed a lot of times after that and we remained friends for like three years. We broke up in fifth grade and blah, blah, blah. then in uh sixth grade Summer of sixth grade into seventh grade, um, I had my first kiss, and I went into camp. Uh, I had my first kiss at camp, and um, I went in that summer thinking, this is going to be the summer I have my first kiss, like French kiss. And um, I kissed the the cutest boy at camp, so I'm very proud. Like, there's there's these four brothers called the Gildeas, as they're known. 
And uh, they're just like Beckham kids. They're just picture perfect, like beautiful specimens. And I was really good friends with Griffin, who's the middle. Uh, he asked me to prom. There's prom at camp, which is just like a dance. And uh, he was on his porch sweeping. He was like, hey, you want to go to prom with me? I was like, yeah, sure. And then I like ran screaming into the girls area. You played it cool until you went screaming to the girls. Pretty much. Yep. <laughs> And then uh, after prom, everyone was just kind of hanging around, lingering in the grove, which is the boys' area. And, like, all of them were kissing their dates. And we were just kind of mates. Like, we were friends. Um, but then Mates and friends are totally different things. Not yeah. in England. I was uh, going to well, say, <laughs> I was like, in British culture, I feel like mate is just like... Was this camp in Britain? It, just a it was friend. in Maine, wasn't it? No, my father is British, and so <laughs> I use mates and friends interchangeably. <laughs> For international <laughs> listeners, they understood, but American listeners are like, that's mates aren't just friends. Usually. <laughs> mates are mating. Mates are Soul- mating. <laughs> <laughs> Soulmates. Uh, no, but um, so everyone was kissing. And I don't know how this occurred because you're totally not allowed to kiss people in the middle of camp. So our counselors must have just been off elsewhere. And probably uh, kissing. Yeah. <laughs> probably. And uh so then he looked at me and was like, do you want to? And I was like, yeah, well, sure. <laughs> and then, you know, we just kissed and um, he did not use too much tongue and it was really nice. So I had a really pleasant experience for my first kiss. Could he tell that it was your first kiss? Probably. I think I think the next day I heard him like whispering to people and I was like, he's probably talking about how bad of a kisser I was. But I don't think I was bad. I don't think I was... I mean, practiced, but you it got, was just like even. You got the Gil Day. I got the Gil Day. So that's all that matters. So I have that story forever in my pocket. Griffin Gil Day. Watch him listen to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, Griffin, you kissed my girlfriend. And I'm coming for you right now. <laughs> Jump in that time machine. <laughs> I'm gonna get in the DeLorean and I'm coming. But, uh,. Let's let's jump back in Joseph's time machine and talk about his <laughs> first endeavors. Is that because I'm old? <laughs> I mean, you interpreted it that I'll way. I'll see if I, I can was... remember. <laughs> it's been so long. Um, yeah, so <clears throat> I was pretty young when I had my first kiss as well. I was uh, about 23, so just a just a young pup. <laughs> I love how you sold that. <laughs> uh, but. Uh, so I'm uh, was Mormon. So I grew up LDS, and I went on a mission. and And there's guy missionaries, and there's girl missionaries. And while you're on your mission, obviously nothing can happen. Things happen, but not <laughs> not to me. Oh. But uh, what's the real mission, Joe? <laughs> so um, so this so one of these this girl missionary um, served in the same area that I did, and so we got to know each other, became pretty good friends. And what was her name? Uh, Lindsay. And so we, so after we were done with our missions, we kind of looked each other up and we both were living in Utah at the time. And so we, you know, we'd hang out and kind of chat and talk about people that we were looking to date and just kind of catching each other up. And so eventually, you know, we started hanging out a bit more and I was at her apartment one night and I I had never kissed anyone. Like I had maybe some opportunities to kiss girls, but to me it was like, I think I had this idea that, you know, your first kiss should be like amazingly special and and all of that. Did yeah. that carry into your future? Because I feel like that carried into your future. Eh, maybe a little bit. 
But I think looking back, I think it's better to just kiss someone and kind of get it over with so that you can. Oh, really? (laughs) (laughs) Is that so? (laughs) Well, I don't. (laughs) I don't think I recall that type of energy coming my way. Well, I don't just kiss people. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's not like I gave him a million and ten opportunities. You you can't kiss someone like. The first time when there's other people around, in my opinion. What about, there's so many nights. Girls give a lot of mixed messages, okay? They really do. I did not hang out at Wash Park for an <laughs> extra two hours after volleyball one night to go home not kissed, which is what I did. <laughs> well, so let me finish my story. Because <laughs> this is how kissing goes to me. How it goes to me is like, you know, you're about to say goodbye, and then you kind of linger and hug for a minute. And then you kind of nuzzle into their shoulder and then, and then you start kissing. It's not just like you go from just hanging out side to side and then all of a sudden you're kissing. I In can, my experience. I can confirm that that was the process for our first kiss, mm. Johnny. There's a natural like you triangulate on each <laughs> other. Like you both kind of triangulate at each other's lips and you can just tell like. I was well, like, we yeah, were like, snuggling yeah, before. We, we didn't just hug. We like wrapped each other up and then it was just like. I told myself, like, I'd have to be a complete idiot not to kiss her right now. I can tell she wants me to kiss her. Like, I don't always nuzzle before I kiss somebody. And so I'll, like, give him, like, eyes across the space to, like, charge the space up with energy. And like was, a cat? Yeah. <laughs> and, I was, and, and then he just is like, stands there. Anyway. And I was like, fine, I'm just going to go then. <laughs> Oof. Oof. Well, I guess it worked out because we're here. But <laughs> This podcast wouldn't have happened if it didn't work out, so... Uh, but, uh, so like I said, I never kissed anyone before. And so, you know, you kind of peck and then you kind of explore a little bit. Um, you know, what kind of explore? <laughs> I mean, I didn't like jab my tongue down her throat or anything like that. No tongue jousting. Or no, 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 ton- tongue. no tonsil hockey. No, exactly. <laughs> no, sa- no bear catching a salmon. No, <laughs> no, no camen, salmon. No camen salmon. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, so we kind of kissed for a little bit and then after a minute or two, she's like, I can tell that you've never kissed anyone before. Ooh. I was like, oof. I was like, maybe I should have practiced more kissing my pillow. Did you make her laugh? Uh, w- of course. I'm, I'm a very funny person. <laughs> Joseph's amazingly witty and funny. What do you mean? I would have laughed. Uh, but you know, I got more practiced after that. So I kind of worked on my skills. Um, obviously things didn't work out between us, but, um, that was, that was my first kiss. Did you guys date after that? Yeah, we dated for a couple of weeks, but I kind of knew it wasn't going to go anywhere. So I kind of just, it kind of just fizzled out and, and she lived like in Provo where, uh, BYU was. So, and I'm a Utah Ute, so. Can't have that. Can't have the Utes in Provo, (laughs) Provo's procreating. I'm actually surprised you didn't go to BYU. Um, fun fact, I applied to BYU, but they did not accept me. Boo. Boo. They boo. missed an opportunity. Boo. boo, BYU. I would want Joseph at my college. BY boo. <laughs> but yeah, I did apply, but uh, they did not want me. Bummer. Or, and you know what? They're Bummer for them. Yeah. Bummer for lost. those losers. Well, I wanted to go play volleyball for them, which would have been impossible anyway, because they're, they're like nationally ranked. They win the national tournament. Every couple of years or so, they're ridiculously good. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, yeah. they're still BYU boo to me. They're, <laughs> they're still on, lame though. From now on, like 
My my cousin did date a girl that went to Auburn, and that's why I'm like Auburn over Alabama. But it, it's an ex girlfriend at this point, so it's like I don't even know why I still like Auburn more than Alabama. But it's ingrained in you. Maybe I, I also get annoyed with Roll Tide. Like oh gosh, it just gets annoying, and I'm just like okay. War, War Eagles cooler. The the best experience was in 2008. The Utah Utes were against Alabama, and they beat them in football. Yep. Dang. Yeah, we almost beat um, one of the biggest high schools in Denver is East High School. There's East, West, North, and South, but East is like kind of like the center of those. I feel like they're like almost the best at sports. This geographical map is really messed up because <laughs> yeah. it has cardinal direction, <laughs> but East is center. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's just because where I grew up, but I'm pretty sure they're the best in sports right now. Um, but uh, we almost beat them at Ultimate Frisbee. And that was almost a really big deal because we're a tiny, tiny school, but we were playing D2. Beating any team in Ultimate Frisbee at any level is just the best feeling ever. Yeah. So. Make make it an Olympic sport. I, I thought they did. I think they are, aren't they? They're, it's not, not this year. They're looking into They're it. They're working on it, I know. Yeah. I'm just glad climbing made it this year. Yeah. That's going to be cool to watch. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, does that conclude first kiss stories? Do you have oh, any Johnny has Johnny still mine. has to tell his. Let me rephrase. It's it's really short. I don't have traumatic stories or I don't. Know. Mine was just, it was the it was a girl on the cross country team too. I was about I was fifteen. No, I was sixteen. Yeah, it was my junior year, so I was sixteen. So who said? Let's say you say fifteen. Years I was fifteen. Old? So yeah, you beat me by a year. That's okay. I beat Joseph by eight years. I, I jogged it in and still beat Joseph. It's okay. Oh, I'm the youngest, but had my first kiss the earliest. You did. Is that appropriate? I don't know. What year would that have been? I'm trying to figure out if, like, chronologically in world time, if you beat me, even though you were <laughs> 10 years behind me, what year would that yeah. have been? Um, I would have been in... Uh, I would have been 2006. Going, going into sixth grade, what age is that? You're 12. Going into seventh grade, sorry. You're like, so yeah. you're like 11, 12 11, 12. I turn. So jo- Johnny, you would have been 21 when she was getting her first guess. 2010. Is that true? If it's around 2010, yeah, then I, I was 2006 was my first guess. I okay. only beat you by two years. What? 2008. <laughs> this is very well. rough estimates on this history, <laughs> but you know what? I'm just going to say I, I beat you to that, but, but you were, you made it a f- close race despite having a nine and a half year delay. So <laughs> I'm not really proud of that, but. Anyway, no, it was, it was a good first kiss. It was, we were just. Was this a blood blood kiss? Yeah. I mean, we, we kissed and then it's like, hey, that was nice. Let's keep going. <laughs> I don't know. Like, Where were we, you? In my parents' basement. Actually. We need some background. Who is this girl? Her name's Maggie. She was on the cross country team and. She still lives. She, yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> why would she? Well, you say her name is Maggie and we all. Did it past tense, so I just thought oh, it was funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's do, dead now. Do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is like the dark episode. That's the connotation. I guess if you say, oh, his name was, her name was, it's like, you know, Maggie's up still here. Maggie kind of sounds like an old person name anyway. I can't, I actually hate the name Maggie. Maggie's really nice. I, I, <laughs> I like Margaret. I think Margaret sounds super sophisticated, but I don't like the nickname Maggie. It sounds like hag. <laughs> Yeah, you're, you're not wrong. Well, Maggie, if you want to fight <laughs> Melissa because of her, your she'll name. She'll be on the next podcast. <laughs> we'll have you on as a That week. would be the time my arm is sore. <laughs> <laughs> she can't swing as, Alyssa can't swing as hard right now. So <laughs> Later, I had my first serious girlfriend, Natalie, who I asked to prom, and then we dated. She was a year older. Than, Maggie was also a year older than me. It's weird. I went from dating Swinging older girls older to now really robbing the cradle. <laughs> 
Whatever so that, you say. <laughs> so that's 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 my life. But no, not nothing embarrassing. I mean, she kept wanting to kiss, so I assume I did all right. Is it time for Izzy's psychology corner? Psychology corner. I don't have a button ready for that. How about? Nice. <laughs> all right. Um. So today's question is: What is your favorite form of water? And three deep reasons why. Um, or how you feel about it. So that can be, um, you can actually change it. Um, it actually, you can do multiple forms of water I found. Um, but it's nice if you pick one, uh, it can be like snow, rain, a lake, a specific lake, waterfall, um, waterfall, the ba- ocean, bath water, bath water, tea, literally any form of water. Just, we want to know how you feel about it. And three reasons why you deeply connect or like that form of water. Yes. And then Izzy will be, give a big reveal on what it means. Who wants to go first? Should I go first? Because I've done this before. Let's say you haven't gone first yet, I don't think. Okay. Well, go for it, I'll go first this time. I have already done this before. Izzy's already done this with me. We're bringing it to Joseph and Alyssa. She tests um, all of her stuff on Johnny. He is her test subject. <laughs> if any, that's a very accurate description of... This is funny. I'm not what? a psychologist or anything. <laughs> I just think this is interesting. <laughs> okay. My favorite form of water is a lake, specifically a Midwest lake. Like perfect lake activity, lake. I'm sorry, but lake activity. I love that word. Yeah, you can you can use it. I love that. I didn't make it up. I would so I, it's free free use free domain. <laughs> it's not patented. Not patented, but yeah. I mean, lake activities were the best at my uh, shout out to my Clark Lake homies back Ooh. in Clark Lake, Michigan. Funny synchronicity that my last name is Clark. I know. I gotta take you there sometime. I know. But uh, no, it, the reason I like it so much is it is just I mean fun. If I'm breaking it down in the words, fun is the first thing because of the lake activities and just the escape from, oh, I'm going up to the lake this weekend and not caring about work or anything else behind me. It's a way to get away. And so it's fun. I feel like it's kind of life-giving in the sense that there's a lot of different little ecosystems. You have the seaweed and all the minnows and little turtles walking around. You have, we've seen swans at the lake, of course, ducks and geese that just like you can feed the little ducks. Bacqua. Which is fun. Bacqua. That's not what a duck <laughs> sounds like, but but that's but that was adorable. <laughs> uh and, and of course it's fun to take the pontoon out late at night and do some late night fishing and a pontoon? pontoon. You're a pontoon. Are there not pontoons out here? I hate pontoon oh. boats. <laughs> we call okay, here we call pontoon boats party barges. Yeah. Booze cruises. That's you booze go cruise, you go on a booze cruise barge. on a pontoon. You, you, so you could fit like twenty people on it and it's a blast. I'm gonna kick you in the pontoon. You obviously you obviously can't like wakeboard or anything the with whole, a pontoon. No, <laughs> the whole point of water is to wakeboard or ski. No. I don't just continue. Well is there's that a time three? of the day that so what did I say? Life giving, fun and I guess, I, I mean, for me, nostalgic. Woot. Smoke bomb out. Why don't we go to Joseph? Joseph. Okay. Um, so for me, I've almost drowned several times in my life. <gasps> no. Once when I was like 10 and then other times where I've jumped in a river. Don't you, ask me why. You jumped off a 20-foot bridge. I feel like that was... That's impressive. Knowing you couldn't swim or... Yeah. I mean, I'm not a great <laughs> swimmer. And so, yes... Uh, it was a bad idea the first time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And the second. And the second time that I did it. <laughs> I almost died the second time. No joke. This guy uh, had his, he brought a boat. He just had like a little river boat. And I was kind of like struggling. And so he came and pulled me out of the water. 
literally grabbed my hand. Jeez. Like I was like kind of struggling. So while this, he was there, uh, you wouldn't be here. <laughs> I right would now. not be here. Ugh. Uh, parallel universe. I am not here, but uh, so that's not the fun part. So we won't get <laughs> that one. Well, um, I was just say many many parallel universes aside. I'm married into royalty. I don't know <laughs> infinite universes. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. Only Mul- if I'm royal. The multiverse. You are to me. Oh, oh, gross. Gross. <laughs> Continue, Joseph. So my favorite form of water is uh, there's a pool at my uh, complex at my clubhouse that's been closed for a long time now. Uh, but it's about five and a half feet at the deepest. And it's uh, like my height. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> and five so, three. so what I like is, is that, at, that I can stand up at any time and not have to worry about drowning. And so for me, safety <laughs> is a big part of uh, what I like about water. Um, but it's also fun because you can do like diving, like you can do the dive rings where you throw the ring into the water and, Kind of go down and go grab it. And I was say, I wouldn't full on dive in a only yeah. five and a half. Yeah, foot I pool. was like, I would not want to dive into that. That's <laughs> no, not what I thought of. But. <laughs> not dive, but like, you know, you just go yeah. down and plunge into it. Right. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so uh, fun is a big part of mine as well. And I hate cold water. <laughs> so warm. I like warm water. Pee it's, in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not warm, I'll make it warm. <laughs> Uh, so those are mine. So fun, safe, and warm. And pee. And <laughs> some pee in them. Don't say pee. <laughs> um, All right. Next person. Warm. Okay. Um, my favorite form of water is the rain. Probably my favorite thing about the rain is like the aesthetic and feeling. Like the smell of the rain is so uh, refreshing and it's so peaceful to listen to the rain. So I guess those could be two reasons. It's it's peaceful and refreshing, but um, also it brings wonderful change. Like I love love thunderstorms because it's like beautiful chaos to me. Like it's it's exciting. Like there's movement and things are happening, and the rain's washing away all of yesterday's stuff. It's it's cleansing. Um, it's refreshing and it's it's peaceful. Maybe that covers it. I don't know. Was that three? That sounds like three to me. Do you think? Do you think um, cleansing and refreshing are the same things? No, no, I don't think they're the same. No, I don't think they're the same. Cleansing gets you to feeling refreshed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. Yeah. Nailed it. Woo! It's your test. You nailed it. You better have nailed it. That'd have been weird if you struggled through your own test. But you're the teacher with the answers, and you still failed the test. <laughs> <laughs> Be really sad. All right, Alyssa. Um. So I. I feel like I am all over the place in terms of water. I am a water baby. I love the water. And even though like I personally identify with fire more closely, I just love being in the water and around the water, um, doing lake activities. Um, I grew up water skiing. I've been water skiing since I was five years old. I have been slalom skiing since I was like 10. I love being in the water. And so it's just like, it's a lot of fun and there is just a ton of like excitement in all of that. And it just, you know, it's, and, um, one of the things that I most love about water skiing is when you're going, when you ski early in the morning, it's like six thirty in the morning. There's nobody else out in the water, glass, glass water. You get in a nice ski, you have beautiful cuts and you drop off and you take your ski off and you're sitting there and you're just floating in the water and the boat slows down to turn around and 
everything is just quiet and you can just you can hear the birds over the water there's no sounds of engines there's no waves because it's glass out and it's just so like peaceful and and then I, at eight o'clock the tubers come out and ruin everything oh yeah and then by 8 a.m everything's gone to hell <laughs> just like revving everything and then it's choppy like oh yeah the worst um so that's one thing i really love about it and then the other piece of that is that like but when it comes to the ocean i'm terrified of the ocean i have so much like awe and reverence for the ocean because you don't know what's in it the like current can pull you under and drown you super easily there's just so many unknown fish and things in there cuttlefish yeah and it just and it just makes you feel so small and so whereas with lakes you know there's a lot of semblance of control there because you know how deep it is you can see the other side you know where all everything is in it you kind of know what the ecosystem is in it but with the oceans you have none of that um and then like i said i'm water baby so i'm all over the place so my final thing would be um I love taking baths because it feels like a calm, like safe place to like just unwind to. I love to just relax and soak and just kind of take care of myself and just exist and just be like caressed by the water. Um, and so I guess my big three things about water would be just like peace and fun, which I'm sorry is getting wrapped into one peace and fun, um, reverence, and then just I guess peaceful would be the bath too. So peaceful, fun, and then reverence. Love it. All right, snaps. So instead of the way that you view water, this psychology experiment is the way you view intimacy. So what did I say? Life bringing? I mean, <laughs> that is the purpose. A section <laughs> of intimacy that that is its purpose. Uh, that's its function. So what what I say, uh, n- nostalgic. I mean, if I'm intimate with someone, like I want to feel like, at yeah, home get on with a point. Them. Yeah, you want to feel like you're at home with that person. So that that that, that fits, and fun. Mm-hmm. You should have fun with whoever you're intimate with. You're yeah. pretty fun, Izzy. Yeah, I mean, we do giggle a lot, and mess. Eee. We we mess around a lot, eee. and like there's like not very much seriousness. <laughs> trying to take myself too seriously. That's always a good standard. Yeah. So Joseph, uh, safety was one of your <laughs> a warmth, yes. warm and fun, safe. peeing fun, safe, apparently. Peeing. <laughs> uh, no peeing in this uh, scenario. <laughs> but fun, safe, warm. I think those all uh, those all apply. Yeah. Like you want to, you know, you want to feel safe with the person that you're with, and obviously have fun. Are yeah. you Baymax? You like warm hugs? Oh wait, is that Baymax? No, it's uh the snow. No, oh, it's snowman. Olaf. Olaf. The snowman from. <laughs> frozen and i like warm hugs Aww. i guess that makes sense for me too because i grew up with such like a religious background where you know there was a lot of reverence to like hold that in a special manner so yeah that definitely fits and then of course the fun thing like johnny said and then like again and joseph with the safety was peaceful like you should feel like you're coming home to somebody and um being out of town last week and i remember coming home on monday and i just like folded into Joseph's shoulder when he hugged Aww. me because I was just like it felt like I was you know peaceful and like finally like able to like relax into him sometimes when I come uh to Johnny after a couple days not seeing him I just like sigh into his shoulder it's like so good to like melt into him and just like ah. well I think we agree for the most part and uh fun I think was something that was all of us resonated with so it's clear that Relationships should be fun. They should 
Bring you peace. Bring you peace and be refreshing. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I was trying to say sports and relationships are supposed to be fun. Yeah. Yes. Personify that, and I think that's a fantastic way to close this episode. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, I was going to say, we we're going to sit in silence for five <laughs> seconds at least until you did that. So, thank you for listening. Thank you all for being here. Check us out on TikTok at Spanking Rights, Twitter at Spanking Rights, and on Instagram again at Spanking Rights. We want to hear from you. Check, come and talk to us, please. Yeah, yeah definitely. Message us. Engage. Just- Do you have any fun topics that you think we should talk about? Send them over. Yeah. yeah, DM us on Instagram. You can even email us. It's spankingrights at gmail if you want to, Woo. if you're into that old school. Just or... remember spanking rights and look it up on the social medias. Hit us up. All right. On that note, what's our famous motto that'll be famous once we're famous? This is Team, Team Tango, Tango signing, signing off. off. Very nice. Bye.